0: The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and Go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU Men's Basketball. In this special off-season edition, host George Templeton reviews what's been happening since the last time the Rams hit the court. And now, here's George.
1: All right, we are back here on Rams Rewind with the final installment of our series on the new players to VCU Men's Basketball program. And we are finishing that series off with David Shriver, who is going to arrive from the Hartford Hawks. And before that, he was at Allerson Broadus University for three years. And here to speak with us about David Shriver is his high school basketball coach, Marcus Johnson, who coached him at Philip Barber High School. He's been the head coach there for 16 years. Coach Johnson, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Rams Rewind.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Uh, let's just get right into it. David Shriver – uh, how was he to coach for you in high school? What kind of a player was he? Just tell us a little bit about his time at Philip Barber
2: High School. He was a gym rat. I mean, he uh, he was he was wonderful to coach. I mean, we he was like a, a sibling of mine. I mean, he was just like you know he was always around around this game around the gym. I mean, his uh, his sister and my nephew got married there, so he was close to the family anyway. So. But he was a gym rat. I mean, he, his dad uh, helped us out in the summertime of, uh, you know, coaching them, taking them to the tournaments, and then, you know, in the off season, the gym was always unlocked, and him and his dad would come in and they would shoot and shoot and shoot, and uh, you know, they he just used his time wisely. I mean, he was he was always in the gym. He was always in the gym.
1: One of the interesting things as I look back at his college career is. He's taken 973 field goals as a college player and 743 of them have been three pointers. So that's 76.7% of his shots are three point shots. So is that what he's always been a pure specialist three point shooting guy?
2: Yeah. I mean, when he was a, he was a freshman, he was, uh, he was a lot shorter. I mean, he was probably about five foot 11 somewhere around there, even if he was that tall. And, uh, he was always playing like point guard and the guys that was ahead of him. I mean, I knew that there was a chance that he probably wouldn't get to play point guard. So I mentioned to him and his dad, both, I said, you know, about being a shooting guard and his dad took that full reign and, and started shooting. And, you know, since he was a little bit shorter and he wasn't as fast as the other guys, I mean, that was probably the area where he had to shoot at the most was the three point line. And he just progressed and got better and better every year um, around that range. And, you know, now, I mean, he shoots and don't even think about it. I mean, I remember senior year we was playing somewhere. We was on a fast break and he pulls up and shoots a three-pointer rather than doing a layup. And I it went in. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, but that's the type of mentality that he had. He was better at shooting that area, that distance than, you know, even – Mid range jumper. I mean, he was, he was pretty automatic when he when he played here.
1: So he's one of these guys that as soon as he the gym opens up and he walks on the floor, he's in range. He's it's going yeah. up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, that happened like his junior year. I remember um, he started getting further and further back. You know, he would he would shoot two or three feet from you know behind the arc and and then you know. If, if you miss it, you know, as a coach, you'd be really upset. Even, you know, you don't want him to shoot that far back. But, uh, you know, he started making more than he missed. So I didn't really say a word to him about shooting that distance. And, uh, you know, I mean, it just progressed. I mean, like I said, he just – it was unconscious when he when he would shoot the ball. I mean, he, he just let it fly. And Like I said, about 85% of the time, it usually went in. So there wasn't much uh, words of not shooting that you know, three pointer.
1: Is he one of these guys that is, if he just gets to a spot, he likes it, goes up, or does he like to shoot around, like, you know, run off a screen and do that?
2: Well, and, you know, when is he was here,
1: of, he's got any daylight, he can shoot it.
2: Yeah. I mean, whenever he was here, I mean, there was, you know, there were certain areas, but, you know, there was a lot of times where you think that that's they, they like one one side better than the other i mean he, he usually shot there on the wing on the on the right side a lot more but as his as a senior year came he he could shoot from about anywhere and then the first year he was at ab uh he came off screens a lot more um you know they had set plays for him and you know then he he started shooting from about anywhere on the floor that he could you know they would set a screen and he would he would Pop out, and you know would it be ended right there? I mean, wherever he wherever he caught the ball, he was ready to fire. So, you know, he his his game has progressed on all levels, especially on the floor. You know, I mean, he can shoot from about anywhere.
1: I'm 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 thinking about this over forty percent three point shooter in college for his career, which is that's pretty darn good. One of our issues at VCU was the fact that if we took a lot of threes, we were not a good three-point shooting team. The only time we shot the ball well last year is when we were pretty judicious with with shooting three-pointers and we didn't take a lot of attempts. It feels like this guy absolutely fills that need, that he can be somebody that can maybe help space the floor because he can take these long threes. But also, we've always had trouble with zones. Our offense has always had trouble with zones because they'll get the other teams and let us – will give us the three and if it's a bad night it's like three for 20 or three for five for 26 and we lose it sounds like that he can cure a lot of that that he can be a zone buster is that is that what you see out of him yeah and
2: you know that's that's the key is is that you know if a team a lot of teams will go zone especially if you don't have shooters but if you have a shooter you can shoot them right out of that zone, and and uh, you know when he was here, that was a that was one of the things. I mean, very seldom the teams play zone on us. I mean, we were pretty good anyway, but you couldn't play zone on us. But when you tried to play zone, I mean, he would shoot shoot them out of the zone, so they had to get out of it. And then when they went man, you know, we we had four or five guys that could play play really well together, move off the ball. So then you got layup, so everybody was in, you know harm's way basically but you know with him being able to shoot at least 40 percent from the three point line i mean a lot of teams won't be able to pack it in and just start you know play zone on him uh, he'll definitely help that out in and uh on any of those issues that you know vcu might have teams playing zone because he's a very dangerous shooter and you know he gets to any any spot on the floor and. and you know, forty percent of the time when you shoot, if that's that's pretty good. I mean, especially if he only shoots, you know, nine, eight to nine threes a game, or eight to ten threes a game. I mean, forty percent is pretty good.
1: How much of it all does he put the ball on the floor, or is it just is that something that he only will pull out once in a while?
2: You know, I don't. In the last couple of years, I've really not seen, got to see him play. I mean, other than him coming up here shooting in the summer and whatnot, but he he does he does a good job of, of uh, when he comes off of a screen or if he sets a pick and then he pops, it don't take him long to release the ball, in other words. I mean, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. I mean, his catch-release is very quick. So, you know, if they pull wide on him, I mean, if they are able to come out on him, I think, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, if he's able to take the ball to the basket because if he wasn't, VCU wouldn't have picked him. I mean, they wouldn't have just picked him as just being a set shooter. So you know, and plus he's got bigger. I mean, like I said, when he was in high school, he was five eleven. His senior year, he might have been six two. Now he's probably at least six 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 seven. Last time I seen him, uh, you're looking up at him. So you know, if they jump out at him, usually if a, a big guy jumps out, he he probably should probably could even go around him pretty easy. So, But his release, catch-release, is, is, is very quick.
1: One of the things you said right out of the gate was he's a gym rat. Yeah. This is a guy that works hard. So in terms of that part of the program, he's a big-time fit because that's the kind of program we are. We're a lunch pail program in a lot of ways. We're we, we going to outwork you. We're going to outfight you. That's how we're going to win. One of the other things that's been a hallmark of our program at VCU has been defense. We've been a very very good defensive team for almost every year since Mike Rhodes has been here. How how is he on that end of the floor because let's be honest, a lot of guys who are three-point shooting specialists, defense isn't their best trait. How is he as a defender?
2: Well, you know, when when he was uh, when he was here, his defense wasn't as good because you know, we had our number one guy playing a, a number number of guys that hey, you're going to take their best player. You know, and sometimes he was on their fourth or fifth guy on the offensive side because we utilized him so much on offense. But you know, as I watched him play at AB, and then as I watched him um, on videos at different, at even Hartford, that was the that was the point. That was the part of his game that improved so much. Not only the man, you know, straight man to man on defense, but how he was able to. Um, be a defensive rebounder, um, be in help position. All them things that you know. Coach Zimmerman at AB was a very good coach, and and helped him out on that part big time. Because you know, I, I and I even told a lot of the coaches this summer when they were calling about him before he chose VCU. That was one of his, one of his biggest assets. Was it? You know, it gets overlooked because he's such a good shooter, but his defense. Is um is is really good. I mean, his help defense, uh, being in and on the on the line, being in help position, defensive rebounding is a plus. Uh, you know, he won't get burnt or he won't be in, uh, you know, any part of the negative part on defense for him. I mean, because in the schools that he went to, from Ab to to Hartford, I mean, that was one of the pluses that he that he improved on vastly was his defense.
1: Well, being a good defensive rebounder is a particular bugaboo of mine because it's been a that's been a big problem for VCU. So I'm very glad to hear that. The other interesting thing is this: he's had four years in college, he hasn't been part of a team that's been been had a winning season. He's now going to a program where we not only expect to win, we expect to be near the top of the conference. Uh, our postseason record recently hasn't been great, and that's been a cause of some frustration among fans. How do you think he's going to do in an environment? We're on TV a lot. That's another thing that's going to probably be a change for him is that you know we're going to be on ESPN two, four times this year playing Friday nights, and we'll probably be on CBS Sports Network and a few other places a bunch of times. How do you think he's going to adjust to that? How do you think he's going to like that kind of atmosphere?
2: Well, he, he probably should love it. But, you know, as a kid, I mean, that's what you you dream of. I mean, as being in a national program and, and being in that, in that atmosphere, you know, at the beginning, we'd be nervous. Yeah, probably, but he'll adjust to it. I mean, he's just, if that's something that you love and you want to do, I mean, I'm sure that he's thought about this over and over again, about being in an atmosphere, you know, where you have X amount of, you know, the crowd the people there watching you, you know, but once the ball gets rolled out, it's like playing in this gym here. And, uh, You know, I think that – I think his determination, where his goal setting and his mindset, I don't think he'll allow that to affect him in any way. I mean, like I said, it'll be probably nervous the first time, maybe the first couple minutes, but once the ball gets rolled out and he gets bumped a little bit, he fires a shot up. It'll all be like he's here at Phil Barber again.
1: I was looking, you know, he started every game. One of the seasons he was at Alderson Broadus, he started 18 games last year. Is he is he most effective starting or coming off the bench?
2: You know, um, he started from his junior year here all the way through, and you know, even when he went to AB, playing for Coach Zimmerman. I mean, that was like I said, he was a very good coach. And being a freshman and a true freshman and starting that's that's a big plus. Um, he came off the bench, you know, his sophomore year, but you know, I, I think. I don't. I don't think that would be an issue um, either. I mean, because he, he already has his mindset what he what he needs to do and what he what he what he can do, and and then when he's in the game, is it going to be hard for a coach to take him out? I think just because how how well he plays overall, you know, uh, you know, even if he doesn't hit the threes or doesn't have a good shooting night, his defense is going to his defense is going to prevail. Even the offensive side of the ball, but you know, I don't think that would be an issue either. Um, you know, when when you when, when you think about that,
1: coach, you've told us about a guy that
2: busts his tail
1: off the court, on the court as much as possible, three point shooter that we desperately need. Play has improved every year as a player and as a defensive player. Tell you what, Rams fans, I think we got another guy that that just fits this program like a hand in glove. Coach Johnson, this has been great. I really appreciate the time you've taken to talk with me. Uh anything that you wanna promo, anything you wanna you wanna put out there for everyone to to listen to or to follow you on social media or whatever, uh go right ahead. I really appreciate
2: I'm it. I'm just excited. I, I want to come I'm coming down to watch a game or two. Um, you know, it's not that far from us. And you know, it's just it's just something that everybody has thought about, dreamed about, you know, that's something that we can go back and tell these underclassmen even that I have today, you know, here was a kid that was five eleven. he wasn't fast. He wasn't, he wasn't the most athletic and just with that hard work and determination, this is where he's at. And, you know, when he comes back, he goes to the weight room here at the high school and the kids just flock to him. He gives you a hug and tells you when he leaves, how much he cares about you and what he thinks about you and, and gives you another hug. And you say, man, I can't wait to see you again. So, you know, the last, what, six or eight months, uh, my phone has rang and people has called and asked about him and talked about him. And it's all been positive for me. And I'm pretty sure there wouldn't have been as many schools that had called if he wasn't well-deserving. And, and you know, I think that, you know, you guys won't – you won't be disappointed. He um, plays with a lot of energy a lot of a and a lot of motivation. So – I think everybody's excited about the season to start. I know I am, and I can't wait to come watch him play.
1: Well, folks, uh, I'm as I, I think I'm pretty excited to see this young man too, and to, to see what he can do for us this year. And what is going to be a very interesting year in the Atlantic Ten. This is that is it for this series on the new players at VCU. We've had a lot of great guests with this, and I want to pr- thank them all for coming in. Uh, we're going to take a look at the, for the next episode of of Rams Rewind. We're going to take a look at the state of the roster. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you like what you hear and you want to help us out, put something in the tip jar on Podbean. Do that. We'll shout you out. Thank you, Derek Knight, Dwayne Dagenhart, Harold Wright, for doing that. We really appreciate it. So this is Rams Rewind. Next time, we're going to take a look at the whole state of the roster. we got a great guest coming in for that. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night, everybody.
0: To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.